Life Audio. Just ahead on encouragement for you, Medicare Authority Tony King untangles the maze of Medicare, and Senior Authority Don Sapal discusses the needs of seniors. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Recently, America's Medicare Life Coach, Tony King, and Encouragement for You host, Don Hawkins, released a book they co-authored titled The Maze of Medicare. In our first segment, they talk about the Medicare annual enrollment period. Tony, everywhere you go, you get peppered with questions about Medicare. And uh, uh, the good news is God's given you a lot of wisdom and answers. Tell us a little bit about how you got into Medicare to start with. How I got into Medicare was because Medicare was making changes when Part D and Medicare Advantage got started in 2006, 2007. But how I ended up writing my Medicare survival guide was because someone got the wrong information from Social Security that cost them over $10,000. And I knew the answer. So I took the Medicare and You Handbook and put it in people terms because people are so confused on this. And I started writing a column in the Houston Chronicle here. And now my articles have gone nationwide. And you and I wrote Maze of Medicare because people are stressed. Yes. They're, I mean, they're bombarded right now with more mail and more phone calls and you know what to do with and all you Mm got to do is make one wrong decision and it can affect your medicare for the rest of your medicare life Uh, tony this is the annual enrollment period help us understand what's involved in this particular point in the uh, calendar what is involved it has to do with insurance companies helping you make a change to your Medicare, and most of them 
want to change you to a Medicare Advantage plan and you just get bombarded with going from original Medicare with a Medicare supplement to a Medicare Advantage plan, may not, which may not be your best option, or going with a prescription drug plan because now you're taking expensive prescriptions and you want to know what to do. So I'm seeing serious changes. You know, people like to pay nothing for something. Yes. But you give up a lot and you've got to make sure that what you're doing is the proper thing for you and your kids or your family. Very important to keep those things in mind, as Tony says, because one of her statements is when it comes to Medicare, what you don't know will hurt you, not may hurt you, not can hurt you, but will hurt you. Uh, you know, one of the gifts that you can give your parents uh, if they're approaching the age when they can take Medicare would be to get them connected with Tony King. And I know some of you listening have parents who are in their late 50s, early 60s, getting close to 65, that magic age. And I'd encourage you to uh, maybe uh, get them connected with Tony on the website site tonysays.com t-o-n-i-s-a-y-s.com so tony who would be eligible to enroll at this time for the first time anybody that's getting on medicare that has medicare part a and part b can enroll during medicare's annual enrollment period aep that's what that's i mean you can be 80 years old and you need to get a new prescription drug plan that, that now is your time to look at what prescription drug plans are available. And People need to realize that if you make a change during AEP or Medicare's annual enrollment period and you make the wrong change, it might be next year, next October 15th, before you can change to a different plan. So hmm. you got to be real careful with what you're doing. So uh, what uh, are the three or four steps that you and your team use when you're helping clients during this annual enrollment period? You know, I don't know what people's situation is, but if you're trying to decide whether you want to go with original Medicare or a Medicare Advantage plan, AEP is your time to do it. You've got to really sit down with your doctor and find out what's going to be the best way for you to go. Don't go by somebody that's coming in your house and helping you make a decision because they're only there to sell something. Hmm. The other step, too, is decide which prescription drug plan you need or what type of prescription drug plan or what type of Medicare Advantage plan with prescription. It's a whole ballgame. Okay, that's the first couple of steps. What else? Well, there's only, there's only three, and you need to remember you've only got from October 15th through December 7th to make a change. Don, you know how confused people can be. So yeah, that's if, why, if people yeah. need us, they can visit the website, which is T-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S.com. Yes. Or they can give us a call at 832-519-8664. Or they can email info at T-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S dot com. 
Tony, the confusion, the fear, uh, all of those kinds of things are really why we wrote the book, The Maze of Medicare. And, and I just uh, want to salute you again. You went to several different pastors and other people uh, who said you can't write a Christian book on Medicare, right? Is that correct? And that's how you and I met, because yes. I was trying my hardest to get things together so that people would know. I mean... Chapter 13, enrolling in Medicare is not impossible. Right. But the scripture that you picked for this spot is, but Jesus said to them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Yeah. And, you know, there are three or four places in Scripture that it says that. And I also have a section in there on dealing with anxiety and worry. And Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 are great verses about that. Paul wrote, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and he'll give you the peace that passes all understanding. There are also a couple of verses in Proverbs that talk about seeking wise counsel. And that's, Tony, what you are all about in terms of Medicare. And that's why I'm so pleased to tell folks you can order a copy of our book, The Maze of Medicare. It is a Christian approach to the issues related to Medicare, along with all of those good practical insights that Tony has. And you can go to TonySays.com, T-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S.com. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Don Sapaw is the founder and CEO of Restoration Senior Living and the co-author of the book, The Search for Peace. In our next segment, he and host Don Hawkins discuss how to meet the needs of seniors. Don, it seems to me, as we start with the needs of seniors, that one of the places that we need to focus in on early in the discussion is on the need for respect. 
uh, because it seems like seniors don't always get a lot of respect these days. Don, you know, that that's really very true. Uh, too often we find that uh, not only family members but their friends and uh, their church family look at seniors and they recognize they have challenges. Sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it's emotional. Um, you know, sometimes it's memory where they begin just uh, experiencing early onset of dementia. Whatever those issues are, we find too often that they are ignored, that they're almost warehoused, that they're uh, treated as though they're some sort of a second-class citizen. Part of my goal is to establish an understanding of the needs of seniors and, and how we can embrace them and respect them irregardless of their physical or emotional challenges. You know, there, there are some very simple things that we do that heighten the dignity and the honor for seniors. The, the Bible is clear throughout Scripture how we have a biblical responsibility to, to not only care for those who are older, but to respect them and to learn from them. They have so much wisdom to still give yeah. uh, back, and, and yet too often we just sort of belittle uh, their memory. We belittle their uh, struggles in their life. And uh, there, there are a lot of things that we do that I think are significant. Um, you know, the small things like we, uh, we remove the wheelchairs and the walkers when they have lunch hmm. or breakfast. So when you look across the dining room, you see a sea of, uh, of gray hair yeah. <laughs> and no hair, but everybody's at the same level. So you yeah. can't tell if person in one seat or another seat is ambulatory or not ambulatory. So it's the, it's the little things in life, yeah. I think, that really give respect back to those who are desperately wanting to be heard yeah. and wanting to contribute. And, Don, a part of that process of honoring seniors, I believe, meeting that need of honor, is to make sure that they have the appropriate level of care for whatever their particular situation is, uh, not necessarily to uh, warehouse them away, as, as sometimes is done, uh, but at the same time not to de- deny them a level of care if that's what they really need. No, very true, Don. Uh, you know, we, we know that historically... Uh, about a million people, about a million seniors in America live in a senior living environment, a million. And there are 30,000 facilities that have either independent or assisted living. Those who need assistance, the majority need assistance with bathing. Uh, second, they need assistance with dressing, uh, toileting, transferring, eating, medication management. You know, some of these things aren't incredibly glamorous. And, and quite frankly, 68% of all those seniors that I just mentioned need help with bathing. I don't know about you, but um, yeah. if you come in and you need to bathe me or assist me with bathing, I feel that you've robbed me of some of my dignity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. so what can we do to restore that dignity in the midst of, providing legitimate care for those who are struggling. And it seems to me part of that, Don, is finding people who are willing to give others the dignity and respect while doing those things like bathing and helping with the toilet and so forth. You know what, Don? They're angels. I mean, they really, really, really are. My staff, those who love and care for seniors, they, they truly are God-sent. 
that you have to have a ministry mind, a ministry heart, in order to really care for seniors. Sometimes they're not very lovable, and they're not in the best of moods. Hmm. But you know what? Those who care for them every day, they show that compassion, they provide that dignity and respect, and, and it is as though they are doing it uh, for the Lord, obviously. Yeah. You know, it is truly a gift. And, and if God has given you that gift and you're working in an environment where you're caring for seniors, I just want to tip my hat to you and say God bless you. I appreciate it. I can assure you the family members appreciate what you do to care for seniors. Yeah, no question about that. And uh, we encourage you, we urge you to look at it as a ministry. I have a sister, Don, who is a geriatric nurse. And um, uh, she was actually on duty in the nursing home where my mother was uh, and on shift the night mother died. She was the shift supervisor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was so grateful that she was there because Becky has just a real heart for seniors. And uh, uh, that's that's something that I think is is a very special uh, calling and gift and ministry. And uh, if you're not looking at it that way, you probably ought not to be in senior care, right? You're, you're exactly right. It's, uh, it's a lot. It's hard work. And uh, in the midst of hard work, it is so rewarding. It is just incredible to see. Uh, I, I, gotta, I call them love letters. You know, my residents from time to yeah. time send me letters and notes. You know, dear Mr. Sapaw, and of course they can't spell your name correctly, <laughs> and uh, that's half of the joy of receiving a letter. Yeah, yeah. There will be a quiz on spelling Sapaw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I get these letters, and they start telling me about what's going on in our facility and, and how wonderful it is and how, you know, the letter that I read today, the the sweet lady, she wrote and she said, uh, dear Mr. Don, I, I've been here for... Over seven years, over seven years, mm. and they have been the most wonderful years of my life. And she went on to point out specific things, the little things. Yeah. It's not the food, it's not the housekeeping, but it's the minute things that I completely overlook, uh, but, but I don't take for granted. And that reward that you get from seeing that you've had an impact in somebody's life it's just really very difficult to quantify the true value of that. Yeah. By the way, the value of seniors is so well expressed in Psalm 92, verses 12 through 16, 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. Love those words. They will stay fresh and green proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no wickedness in him. Um, Seniors can have a ministry, can't they, Don? Absolutely. Uh, You know, our residents are actively involved in in a multitude of ministry. For example, those who really are fairly high-functioning, you know, they get actively involved in the local church that provides shepherd work at our facility. You know, we always have a church that is directly responsible for yeah. ministering to our residents, but we have typically 25 or 30 churches actively involved. So we have an opportunity for our, our seniors, our residents, to be involved in the lives of that church. But you know what? I, I saw just recently at, at one of our properties 
uh, a church group showed up, and there were probably, I would say, seven or eight-year-olds. And they came to our facility, about a dozen of them, and they were just doing some sort of arts and crafts with our residents. And to see our residents sitting down with these seven- and eight-year-olds, and they were drawing and painting, and I forget what else they were all doing, but they were working together. And you see this, this you know, uh, group of mm. older adults and little children yeah. playing together. You know what? I can tell you our seniors were ministering to those seven- and eight-year-olds. Our first call comes from Kelly. She's listening in Garland, Texas, in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Kelly, welcome to the program. Thank you uh, for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just wanted to call because um, I have a uh, extended family as far as my husband's family, and they are very needy as far as um, they think that they have this thing that everybody owes them something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, we've been told before, like, well, whenever y'all build another house, please build this house, uh, an extended house for us or whatever. And the thing is is that we have three other kids we're trying to raise, and I, I am I'm stressing with where to, where do you, where do you, break it you know where do you break it off because how do you set, I, yeah. I have to think about my my home and my kids how do you first. set limits in other words and exactly uh, what's exactly. the right amount to help and and boy those are right. those are exactly. tough tough issues kelly and i'm so glad you called us i think you're probably speaking for a lot of people and but we do want to address your situation let's talk to don you know what, what you're really talking about uh, there are two issues one is boundaries and you know in any personal relationship, especially with family members, it's very difficult to set those boundaries. But the second thing that I want to tell you is I want to sort of give you permission to understand that if you have a, a senior adult move into your household and they need help with the items that Don and I spoke of earlier, the bathing and the dressing and the toileting and the transferring and the eating and the medication management and the housekeeping and all of those things, once you take on those responsibilities and once you bring them into your home and that becomes your primary responsibility, you begin to exchange your role as a loving, caring family member to a caregiver. Yeah. And I don't believe, I honestly don't believe, if there is another alternative... I don't believe that that is in most people's best interest because it robs you of the ability to have a valuable end-of-life experience. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at EncouragementLive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and LifeAudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers. Production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, 
you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.